Perfecto. Perfecto mundo. Dude, where are you right now? You down south? Dude, check this out. Hold on, I gotta. I should turn my camera so you can see. Oh my, Atlanta! That looks beautiful. Yeah, I'm actually swinging on this little. This is outside of our master bedroom, Jeez. and uh, we're in Destin. Uh, yeah, it's it's paradise. It's nice. Don't and rub it cool in, is, dude. The cool thing is, like, if you see out there, uh-huh. that's like a, there's a jetty to the left. So. There was a bunch. It's like a, basically an inlet for boats. There's a big harbor right to the right of us. Okay. And so we were just out there on the beach before I got on this call on this uh to record with you. And what was really cool is that these boats are going in and out. Mm-hmm. And so these dolphins, like dolphins, love to ride in the wake. Yep. They love to get around boats. So there was this pontoon boat that went out. You're not supposed to take pontoon boats out into the open ocean. Mm-hmm. So they were coming back really slowly and we were out on the beach side, you know, on the beach side and these dolphins were, there was about 20 or 25, like a pot of dolphins. Mm-hmm. So I swam all the way out and I was within like 10 feet of them. That is so awesome. It was so dope. That's a memory yeah. you'll never were, forget. Dude, they were going so slow. Like normally I don't like try to get up, but they were like just close enough and, and Destin, they've got the really long beaches, like the, like it doesn't get deep quickly. Like you go to some beaches and it's like you walk 10 feet in and then it drops off. But here, and you can get out a hundred yards and still be in standing water. So I swear, I mean, I went all, dude, I was probably 200 yards off the beach and within 10 feet. I mean, I could literally like look these dolphins in the eye as they swam by. I am envious. And it was sick. I, I owe you a big thank you. If you guys can't tell, Cole is on vacation, so he is definitely grinding and still putting in the time. Um, but let's go ahead and kick things off. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good day, wherever the heck you might be. Cole's and Destin enjoying the beautiful weather. It's not too bad here in Cincinnati, but thank you everyone for tuning back into another episode of Unscripted Exchanges. I'm your host or co-host, Hayden Huber, and we've got Cole. Cole across the pond well maybe not quite across the pond but well i'm technically across a little i mean because destin's like a little island so i'm technically like on an island yeah that's that's fair i guess that that phrase still applies wait have you seen that video i'm an island boy oh my gosh yeah those guys are uh they're something else i'll leave it at that (laughs) i gotta get my hair like that if you can grow your hair out like that, I'll pay you big time money. I don't I don't think you can grow your hair that long. Just call me an island. Island boy. Whatever they did. Whatever. It was so bad. I couldn't stop watching them though. Dude. Like when I when I saw that video, I could not stop watching it over and over. And then I went I literally because I was laughing so hard. And then I went like like started watching all their other videos. I mean like I get you know they they're they're like super they've went viral yeah total weirdos yeah they've gone viral for probably the wrong things two weeks their own right yeah that's that's true dude's the life of an island boy (laughs) dude you've got hidden talents what was it last episode you were being an actor you were acting like Bane from Batman the villain and now you're singing now dude island boy yeah what can't you do Cole. You're showing off all these talents. You, 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 you tell me. I mean, I'm, <laughs> man of, I'm like a Swiss Army knight. Well, hey, I got something that I want to dive right into because it's been something that I've been doing all weekend, and that's watching uh, March Madness. You know, we couldn't go too long without talking about sports. Oh, my word. Dude, this, this tournament has been – I mean, it's always like the reason I call it March Madness, right? Mm-hmm. It's because it's literally like – you can't, no matter how good you are, how much you know about, know about basketball, how many times, how many games you watch, you can be the best, you know, college basketball analyst out there with all the statistics, all the data, all the matchups, and you still really just, it's still every game, I don't care who, what it is, it's like a 50-50. Right. I mean, look at like like St. Peter's. I think they're like in the what elite eight now. Didn't they just win the Sweet 16 game? Or they're, no, they're in they? the Sweet 16. They're in Sweet 16. Yep. Yeah. But then you got like a team like UK. Didn't they beat UK? Yeah, they upset they UK in the first round. And who who they just beat? Uh, Murray State. Yeah, Murray State. 
Then you saw you got you know Baylor was beat by what UNC. Yep, that was another big upset yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's been like several. I mean, my racket got wrecked. I was feeling really good, and my racket got like even when UK lost, I had them in the Sweet Sixteen. I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm all right. And then Baylor lost, and I had them in the championship. And so that kind of wrecked my bracket. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone has a perfect bracket at this point in time. Um, but if anyone has, you know, only one or two picks wrong, kudos to, to those folks. I mean, well, it's impossible yeah. to pick a perfect bracket. What do you, let me ask you this, because I've thought about this. You know, talking about March Madness, because we've all heard the, like, the controversy about over the years, people have been like petitioning and pushing to have. You know, March Madness is great, but there's a lot of people that want to see, like, more of a I've, – I've heard this a lot – more of an NBA-style tournament, hmm. meaning, like – because, you know, one and done, right? Yeah. In the NBA, you've got you, – you can go out to a seven-game series in the, in the playoffs. So the, the best team really does win. They don't have to be the best – you know, they have to be the best several times. And so I think – I like that. I like the way that is. But in this, I mean – like, I don't think you St. Peter is better than UK. They had a better night. You know what I mean? And now UK is gone. So that's like the fun of March Madness. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I, I'm 50-50. I mean, like, it makes sense to me. But then it kind of takes away from like, I mean, it's always been this way in March Madness. Yeah, March I mean, basketball. I don't have a hot take on this. I, I, I love what March Madness is today. I, I don't think they should change that up. As you mentioned, mm-hmm. it's, it's a special you know, time of the year, but anyone can beat anyone on any given night. As you mentioned, UK, probably one of the top five teams uh, this year went down. Are they really not as good as St. Peter's or St. Peter's better than them? Probably not, but St. Peter's outplayed them on, what was it? Right. Friday. Right. Well, and again, to that point too, I mean, everybody's got an equal shot. Like they've all known this. They all know you got one game to win. You lose the game, you're out. So it's not like there's one team that gets or a group of teams that gets, you know, gets the opportunity to play. They're all in the same boat. They, they're all one and done. So, yeah, I, don't I, know. I, I think there's, you know, definitely a lot of debate that you could get into, which we're, we're not going to on this, this show. But the one thing that I will leave folks with is I, I think the competition or the level of talent is being more equally distributed, if that makes sense. You know, there's Mm -hmm. more talented players going to other schools outside of these blue chip schools. I mean, you had Ja Morant a few years back with Murray State, and he took them to like the Sweet Mm -hmm. 16. And sometimes that's all you need is like one good player that can make a a deep run for you and the team uh, come March. Right. Well, it's like, I mean, yeah, you you need a game changer like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is interesting to see that, like, just the um, – there was one team, wasn't Loyola, I can't remember, I read the statistic that they have upset, like, top five teams, like, nine times in the past 30 years. Wow, that's impressive. And they're always, they're always like, a 14 or, like, like a, I mean, thir- like, you know, 12 through 16 seed. Mm-hmm. And they've upset, like, nine times, and the rest of the – like college basketball has like you they've had like seven total upsets. So like they just they're like an upset machine. I can't remember it's not Loyola Chicago, I don't think. I can't remember who it was. But super interesting. Yeah, no, I mean I I think I think uh Saint Peter's might still have some magic left in the tank and hopefully they can make it to the lead eight or maybe even further. That makes it exciting though, doesn't it? Like it it, it gives you something like it's something to root for, like the underdog. Yeah, for sure. I mean, who doesn't like an underdog story? I mean, that's cliche, but yeah, I, I think one other aspect that you can kind of tap into um, to draw like a parallel business, uh, you know, learning from is, you know, everyone has a shot heading into March Madness or whoever makes the tournament that is. And we saw it with St. Mm-hmm. Pete's like that team could have had the attitude, you know what, on paper, we're not supposed to win. We're supposed to lose by 30 points or X amount of points. But, you know, they had the right attitude saying, why not us? We have every shot to be competing with Kentucky. We can play better than them. Just, you know, one game 
um, and, and take them down. And that can be applied to, you know, anyone in business with a startup. I mean, looking at us, I always like to use us as an example, which some people might be like, yeah, we've heard it. But anyhow, yeah, we, like you're, you're, the record's been, the record's been set. Yeah. But I'm going to keep manifesting it. Look, we're competing with big, you know, time podcast out there. We're just a small, you know, uh, show right now, but we are out there on the same platforms as, you know, the Joe Rogans of the world, uh, the caller daddies of, of the world. You know, we are on that same platform as them. And it all comes back to, you know, persistence, mindset, attitude, uh, putting out good content. And that's what we're continuing to do, which is similar to, again, the St. Pete's basketball team where it's like, well, they weren't supposed to win. You and I probably aren't supposed to take this into anything big, but this could be a big venture, you know, a couple of years from now. So that's kind of the parallel that I wanted to tap into. Uh, well, I love it. And I love the, uh, and I love the, you know, what's you know, what's so cool with that. And we've talked about this dude, like the, the underdog mm-hmm. we've talked about where the, you know, when you, in life, you've got pressure in certain areas and you have all these different pressures, right? Yep. But when you go into something and nobody expects you to win, like there's no pressure. Like there's, there's really not the only pressure you're putting on is yourself because nobody else is, you know, St. Peter's, nobody's like, Oh, like they better, they should win this. They have, everybody's like, no way. UK, you better not lose this. So UK, you know, you know, Kentucky's all worried about not losing and St. Peter's like, well, you know what? We're just going to play our game. Right. And I think that's uh, just an interesting like dynamic you have in life where there's things that you really have a lot of pressure on. And then there's things that nobody expects or, or the high expectations aren't high. And sometimes that like clears the way for, you know, great, like really organic, uh, in great content or performances mm-hmm. or, or, you know, results just because there's not that weight. You're not worrying about losing or failing because nobody else is worried about you doing that. They all just assume you're going to fail. So why not? Like, who cares? Right. Totally. The only place I can go is up. The only place we can go is up. So I, I think that's a, a very, a very good point to make. Um, um, we'll see how they do. We'll see how they do. I, I'm rooting for them now. And UK is my, UK is my team. So at this point I'm, I want St. Peter's to win it all. That'd be dope. I'm surprised you're so uh, on board with St. Pete's continuing to make that run. Cause as you said, UK is your team, but Hey, I guess that's Dude, the they, team that you want to cheer for. They took down your team. Well, yeah. Well, and they're just ex- making it exciting. Like they're, you know, they got some swag. They, nobody's every, – every single game they're going into right now, they're expected to lose. And mm-hmm. that makes it fun when they win. It's like – it's a small little school. So, anyway. Yeah. So, we had some other – we had some other stuff you wanted to uh, – you Hayden, just for you guys listening, Hayden has been the guru of topics lately. He'll throw me like five or six. I'm like, they all sound good. <laughs> let's hit them. Let's hit them. <laughs> they, all, they all sound fantastic. So, as you guys know, we talk about this being uns- unscripted, but we try to give you guys real, uh, real organic, organic content straight from straight off. What do we say? Straight off the dome. Yeah, I, don't know if I like that saying. I, straight I th- off the dome. I think we might need to tweak that, but eh, what the heck? Yeah, how well? Straight off the dome. It just <laughs> sounds like sounds so dead. Yeah, we'll 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 keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another good topic for us, and again, yeah, we kind of threw out just a couple of like topics or themes ahead of time, but these are our honest and raw reactions. So it's not like Cole and I have literally a piece of paper with a scripted response. And I know we've talked about that before, but for anyone out there that's criticizing or saying, Oh, these guys aren't uh unscripted. No, we are, but we do do a little bit of preparation in terms of, you know, what themes or topics that we want to discuss on a given episode. At least 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes before we record. Uh, Maybe like two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm kidding. We're, we're doing big things over here. We're working on improving our, our strategy and our topics, but yeah, let's get into the, the next topic. And this is actually one call that I didn't share with you ahead of time. So I'm going to see how you react in real time and I'll kind of share my thoughts first, but social media is a big topic, something that we've talked about here and there on a few episodes. And I think social media use will only increase. 
um, in terms of how people use it for marketing their businesses. And we've, I've seen it personally over the past few years. Um, and I pulled something, uh, offline or offline online that said, Social media platforms have billions of users between them, so it's no surprise that the social media has been growing a growing target for marketers. The rapid growth won't stop. Estimates from the insurance firm Veneera, I might have pronounced that wrong, but suggest that social media and spend will increase by 15%. This was in 2021, growing the total spend on social media ads to $105 billion, which basically doubles what it was back in 2017. So that trajectory is really growing. It's exponential growth. And really what I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on, have you been targeted with, let's say, Facebook ads, Instagram ads? Are they personalized for you? Meaning, is it relevant information? Have you ever bought anything? Like, what what are your overall thoughts? Well, first of all, you must have read my mind. I did not tell you that I listened to a Joe Rogan. I, was, well, I told you I was listening to Joe Rogan on my way, on my drive down. Yeah. But, but he, I listened to like, so I, I listened to one with Ron White mm-hmm. and then I listened and I started another one and they, it was him and two other comedians, but they talk, they literally talked for like an hour and a half about this. <laughs> like uh, about this very, like not necessarily this, like they talked about social media. Yeah. So it's just funny that you, you like, you, you know, you did spring this on me. So thank you for that. I, I can read uh, minds. I forgot to share that. I got, you know, I'm, I luckily I had, uh, I'd already been thinking about it a little bit yesterday, but you know, I think, I think social media as a whole, you're saying, you know, do I, have I, have I been advertised to in a way that I think is beneficial yeah. or it, it's improved? Um, I think it's 50, 50, right? I mm-hmm. think, uh, one of the things I like, I, I have seen a lot more of lately and I, and this is where it, it's kind of frustrating is that, you know, the whole, like you talk around your phone and it sends you ads. Yeah. I feel like that's been happening more and more where I'll have a conversation with somebody or I'll be out shopping or something like that. And I'll say something. And then I start getting these brands you know, that are sending all like, you know, offering me this or that. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak specifically to Instagram. Cause that's like, I'm, I'm on Facebook a little bit, but Instagram's yeah. even though Instagram's owned by Facebook, I'm on Instagram. My social media is usually Instagram and LinkedIn. I don't, I don't get a whole lot of like buy this stuff on LinkedIn. They've done a really good job. I think of, uh, not a, like the advertising on LinkedIn is not in your face, which is why I love LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've done, I think they've done an awesome job of like sharing the right content that yep. suits you based off of like hashtags you follow or groups you're in. Um, I, I like the way they do it, but Instagram has been lately. Like they, they've been targeting me with stuff they hear me talk about, or I might've looked up. So like, you know, I went on that, uh, I'll give you an example. I went on that, waterfowl trip the hunting trip yep you know down in and like i've liked a couple posts about it but now i'm getting like literally i'm scrolling on my feed and even in my reels and like everything's waterfowl and it's like literally it's like all like ducks and like like you know hunting expeditions and like different things like different like like all different kind of gear and i'm just like you guys misread that like i liked a couple things and I think I, you know, commented on a, a couple posts or added, like, I started following this Eagle Head Outdoors. And all of a sudden, their algorithm said, he's really into this. So we're going to market, like, we're going to shove everything down his throat. And what I really don't like is that, like, they're prioritizing, like, my feed with that stuff over, like, stuff my friends or, or family have posted. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm scrolling down and every, every, you know, when I scroll down, the second time, like the second swipe, I'm in a, I'm in an advertisement. Right. Right. And then I swipe again and like, I, I see two more photos or posts and then an advertisement. And it's like, I, you know, I understand what you guys are doing and I understand that it's beneficial to like advertise, but it's just really irritating. Have I bought anything? No, I haven't, but I just don't, I'm not, I don't really ever, I don't buy and look at products on Instagram and stuff like that. It just, not the way I operate. So totally, you know, is it, it's, it's irritating me. Like not to a point where I'm like, Oh, screw Instagram. Like I don't care that much, 
but I'll say that I've noticed it significantly more that they're just pushing content and mostly a lot of advertisements, a lot of like shop nows, right? The little banner pops up and like, you know, shop now or like visit our site. I'm like, dude, I, I just want to like see like some updates from some of my friends and family and get off of here. You know, I appreciate it, but that's where I think their algorithm is flawed personally. I think a lot of people would agree uh, with your stance on, on that and I'll kind of piggyback on with, with some thoughts. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some good with the advertisements that are being pushed out there. But as you said, it's very frustrating to always have like a, a carrot dangled in front of your face or someone's always trying to sell you something. And it's like, how do these people or these companies know what it is that you're interested in? And it's it's really not that hard. But for anyone that's not too familiar, yeah, it can be based on you know, what you're talking about when you're around your phone or any like smart speakers in your house, uh, your clicks or your web uh, browsing history based on cookies. I mean, there's numerous ways that these companies are kind of tracking you and that's how they're continually trying to quote unquote optimize or personalize uh, these products uh, and, and try to get you to buy um, the one good thing that I'll, I'll share with online marketing is the personalization. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not great, but it's definitely improved. I mean, it is nice when I do get served up something that, okay, yeah, this is actually something that seems interesting. But as you said, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I'm not going to fall for that trap. Um, at least not that easily. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, they've got that, you know, monkey brain, they get distracted, or it's like, oh, this is an awesome new product, I need to go out and buy this ASAP. I don't necessarily fall into that trap. But I guess going back to my my main point here is, it is nice to see that these companies are getting better with the artificial intelligence, or just I'll use the broader word technology that's serving up more and more personalized experiences. Because the worst Mm -hmm. thing is to, you know, go to your email and get an email for something that you don't give a shit about, you know, or a product that you've never used in your life. And the amount of times that I've had that happen in the past, you know, I, I mean, I can't even keep track of all the times but that that used to be super yeah frustrating it's like this is this is a waste of time and it's a waste of time for the company because they're wasting you know uh ad dollars on on sending um stuff that's not personalized to to their end uh consumer but what i am noticing is more and more companies are trying to tackle that problem i mean i'll use kroger which is where i'm employed we definitely are, are pretty good at what we do with the personalization of our offers or our coupons. Now, there's definitely room for improvement, but you know we're going to target Cole with a different set of coupons than what Hayden's going to go in and, and buy at, at the grocery store. We don't want to be giving Hayden coupons for Pampers when he doesn't have a kid, whereas Cole as, you know, a relatively newborn child and he's going to be served up, you know, baby formula or Pampers. Like that is what we're trying to describe here in terms of what, what does it actually mean when you're talking about personalized uh, offers or products for, for customers. And what I'm trying to highlight is that has definitely gotten better, but it needs to continually get better because I still get targeted for crap that I'm never going to use. Well, it's a, it's a fine line though. Right. Cause it's like, and that's this is like and this is maybe the catch twenty two of it all. Like this is the, the the hardest part I think about it. Like you, there's a lot of different things in life that can go so many different ways, and I think this is one of them, right? Because there there are things that are beneficial, and there is value to some of the stuff they push. Mm-hmm. But there's like two sides of that coin, right? Like okay, good, I'm seeing some of this stuff, but you know, for for me, if I think about it, you know, Instagram, I'm glad like you know, Instagram as the example, I'm using Instagram. That's what I use the most. So I'm going to use that as my, you know, I'll do it be Snapchat, you know, whatever LinkedIn. I don't ever have issues with this stuff. So, you know, kudos to LinkedIn, but with Instagram, like I get, I get it. It's nice. as personalizing stuff and products and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like what was Instagram supposed to be for? So that's what I struggle with. It's like, I don't, I, I'm not using Instagram to shop. Yeah. Right. I don't, that- I don't, I don't I don't want to see that stuff. Like, it doesn't, I don't want, I'm not going to buy anything off of there. So why can't I opt out of that? You can. Why can't I, can you do that? I, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. You can opt out to not have ads sent to you. Uh, I think there's a way that you can not be targeted so heavily. I'm going to slowly walk back what I said, but yeah, I I think to some degree, I mean, yeah, you can, there's ways that you can try to turn off like cookies. You can get ad blockers and stuff. And I know you were, you were talking about Instagram specifically. I'd have to go in and and take a look, but I I think there's definitely ways where you can not. There's there's probably workaround ways, Yeah, but there's no button that I can go on my settings and say, don't, don't feed me ads. Right. Right. Or here's the, or here's the only categories. I'd like to see ads yeah. and I only want them once a week. Yeah. I mean, to me, like I should be able to personalize that also. Right. Is like, this is the other side of it. And I, I remember, you know, thinking, I, I watched that movie, the, the creepy line with Google mm-hmm. and it was about Google and Facebook. Right. Specifically. And, um, they were talking about like the algorithms and like all the data they collect and how they push products to you based on, you know, all this great personalization but also like based on SEO keywords. So the companies that are like privy to that or the companies that are paying for that are going to get their products pushed more. Yeah. But the companies that maybe have better products that aren't as privy or don't have the right keywords or aren't paying as much, you might not ever see their products. Right. Right. Which is another irritation is like, I'm getting pushed stuff because somebody's figured out the best way to get to pay Instagram to post their ad more and they've got the right keywords. So that's why I'm saying, which is a great thing because it's marketing. So I love, I love that companies have the ability to do that, mm-hmm. right? As a cap, like as a believer in capitalism, a believer in like, you know, marketing as a, as a, and, and all that stuff. Like I'm totally, it's like that business brain of mine. And it's like, I, I, that's great. Like, yeah, take advantage of it. That consumer mind to me is like, I don't want to be taken advantage of like that. Right. Like I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be fed stuff. And, it, and it's only, and, and I don't like, Cause I don't consume it. I'm just like, this is just annoying to me. Yeah. Um, so that's just my, again, it's, is it like a, you know, why like, am I staying up at night worrying about this? No. <laughs> uh, you know, do I find myself getting irritated at the time? Not really, but when I reflect on it, I'm like, yeah, it is annoying. Yeah. I mean, you definitely recognize both sides of the coin, you know, from a business standpoint, you get why businesses are trying to do it. Can they be a little bit better in terms of the frequency in which they're trying to push something and what exactly they're trying to push to people? Definitely. And then, yeah, on the flip side as a consumer and end consumer, it's like, look, I'm using, going back to your example, Instagram for other means. I'm not using it to go out there and shop, but there are definitely a lot of people that probably use that as a tool to, you know, find out about new products a lot of which are probably like merchandising products or like makeup products, uh, for, for females out there. But yeah, it it goes back to ultimately for each person, like what are your intentions of using Instagram or social media at at large? Um, and there's no right or wrong answer. I'll leave it with this. I love, I, I, I'm a fan of brands having their own Instagram pages and posting stuff that's valuable. Like you can post a product, right? You can, or you can post like a, let's say you're like a, uh, like in a major appliance company like like Viking or, or Whirlpool, mm-hmm. and you've got a really and you got designers doing a design. You know, this is a, is a real example. You got a designers all across the world like snapping photos of their kitchens that they design for a customer, right? And they do like and, and so they post that like this was a cool kitchen with Whirlpool X Y Z appliance. Like mm-hmm. that's neat. That's cool. That's not to me. That's not like the advert. That that's not bad advertising. That's beneficial. That's just the way my brain works. I think it'd be neat if Instagram had a, a dual feed uh, so you could toggle. So you could go between like just friends and family and then you could talk and you hit the little toggle button and then it would allow ads to come in. Yeah. So you go friends and family. Then you could, I think that'd be neat. You could turn it on or off whenever you want. Yeah. I, I actually so. want to add one more thing and then we can jump to uh, one more topic. I, and again, it goes back to me calling out like, what are your intentions of, uh, social media or what do you use them for? I would primarily like to use Instagram as a business tool. I don't really give a crap to see so-and-so's kid or, you know, a birthday. Like I, I don't, I'd rather hear that in person. I'd, I'd rather be around that person and, and hear the story, uh, from them versus seeing a digital image. That's just who I am. There's a lot of people that want to be in the know. Yeah, that's your opinion, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's your use. That's why you use it. Right. So what I like to use Instagram for is, yeah, 
I'm trying to sell something. I'm trying to push something. We're trying to push this company out online. We're trying to sell, yeah. you know, new merchandising products. Well, I don't really care to use we, Instagram to follow thousands of random people that right. I'll never really meet in my life. And that's just me. There are going to be plenty of other people out there that are like, oh, I like to be in the know. I like to see, you know. Dude, it's your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. That's your, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm a 50-50 split. I like it. I like it. I use it for both. Yeah, no, I just wanted to highlight, you know, two different uh, sides of the coin in terms of how you Absolutely. probably like to, to see it versus how I like to see it. But again, it goes back to how each person would like to, to utilize it for sure. Right. Next. So- topic that was a good one i think that was a good one and we could certainly go back and go a little bit deeper with things and maybe we'll we'll pick back up on some of that in a future well, episode we were, dude, if, maybe when we're at rogue maybe when we're as big as rogan we'll just do like four hour long episodes i mean holy smoke <laughs> i can't believe how many they're good episodes don't get me wrong like, like yeah like i just don't know where i'd get the time to listen to that unless i'm like a 10 and a half hour drive by myself in a car like right. I was like, that's why I was able to listen to the whole thing. Right. So anyway, time is the greatest gift that you can give someone. And yeah, someone carving out four hours to listen to Rogan's podcast. That's, that's something a else. A lot of people do, man. That's I wild. know. Kudos, kudos to him. I mean, he's, he's got really? the, the winning recipe or one of the winning recipes, but yeah. Oh, yeah. One other thing right. that I've been thinking about recently. I like to think a lot about a lot of things, don't I? <laughs> um, and we've kind of touched on this to some degree, but what kind of traits do you look for when you're trying to bring new employees into a company? So we'll kind of just use a hypothetical. Cole, if you had a new company that you were just starting, and it doesn't need to be necessarily a new company, but you're looking for employees to, to hire, how would you go about doing so? Like what traits do you look for? Well, how I would go about doing how yeah, there's two questions. That's because how I would go about it is obviously a recruiting question. Sure. Um, like how would I how would I recruit the talent, get people like to apply, but what I would look for, like what takes a recruit, like a a, a applicant from a hire, um, that's like it, I think it varies for like obviously every position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know if you're hiring somebody for your operations department to be a project manager right you're going to want um, a skill set and a mentality that's more meticulous Mm -hmm. that's more um, organized that that has a a more logical straight line thinking so they can organize and 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 so that to me is is um, a, a personality trait and something you can read on people you can tell when somebody kind of thinks along those lines has a, has a kind of a logical stepping way of thinking from just speaking to them. Yeah. But then I'd want to see, you know, I'd want to see some of these certifications and then I want to do like a critical assessment of, of, uh, you know, how they would address certain situations and stuff like that. So an operations, you know, hire for me, it's going to be more about like, does somebody think in a logical stepping process? I'm not so concerned about an out of the box thinker. I'm not so concerned about a type A personal individual. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about somebody that, you know, that I can look at and say, hey, you need to get to here and they'll break it down into several different steps. I'd want to see a track record of that. I'd want to know they've done that. You know, so on that side of things, I'm not, for me, I'm not hiring a green, I'm not hiring somebody completely green right off the bat. Now, maybe later on I would, but to me, like experience is critical in that role. Um, and it's kind of a critical in a lot of different roles, but you go to like, uh, you know, so those are like, I guess, um, uh, what's the word like qualities, traits. Yeah. Those are, yeah. More like checks, checkbox items. Right. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, another, you know, what's really, so there's like the checkboxes of like the skill set, um, for like, you know, just operates. I'm just giving an example. And then you go like sales and you've got different checkboxes for somebody that, you want to hire as a sales individual or you got HR and you got different check boxes that you, you check off that they, they need to check off. But like, what's, what really takes that applicant from an applicant to a hire to be, would be like their mindset, like their attitude. Yeah. Um, and then it doesn't really matter how old they are. So like if they've got, if they check those boxes off for me and they've got the right attitude, they've got the, the, the learning mentality, the, 
come in ready to be a part of the team mentality that that's like that's huge so again there's like there's these tangible these tangible things which are those checkbox items mm-hmm. that i'd look for um you know and i don't get so hot caught up in like the experience experience part of it too like that you know you want some experience but you know it just depends on what you're hiring for again totally I mean, it depends on what it depends on what role it is right mm-hmm. so like there are some roles that like the experience is key is is king it, like again if you're hiring for let's say you're hiring for like a coo position or you're hiring for like a you know a, a project manager manager for any for you know to run a couple you know multi-million dollar account you've got to manage their their projects yeah you want somebody that's not gonna fuck that up you don't want somebody coming in that needs to learn how to do it it's great that somebody you know being green is great but you don't hire somebody green for that so uh, i think there's check boxes um there's certain things for certain roles so again like those are the tangible things and the intangibles to me are, are mindset attitude and you can read that on somebody i mean pretty quick at least i can you know, I can I can sit down with somebody and spend an hour with them and know, okay, this person's gonna be, you know, a a, a Debbie Downer. They're gonna be uh, hot and cold. And they're gonna come in with a positive mindset. You know, that you you can read that pretty quickly. So for me, I mean, the 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 big the intangibles are like that positive attitude, that mindset to continue to learn. I'm not a know-it-all. I'm still learning things. Yep. Um, and you know, the ability to be a team player. I don't want to hear I, 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 you know, for me, that's a red flag with a candidate. It's great to hear somebody, you know, you want to hear somebody talk, you know, when you're, when you're interviewing, right. Yep. So I've interviewed people before when you're interviewing, you want like the, inter- the, the, the person that the interviewee needs to be talking about what they've done well. Yep. But what I don't, what, what turns me off is when people are like, I did this, I did that. I, you know what I like, and this is kind of a little bit of like, uh, cocky humbleness, or so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear we and, yep. and my team, and I want to hear that, and I want examples of that. I want to hear that you're not just all about I, 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 but you understand that like you couldn't have accomplished that without other individuals that you were working with. So individual accomplishments are great, um, but I don't want like that. I don't care what anybody says that mentality. Somebody comes in talking about I, 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 I. Um, you know, and it depends on what role I, I just, that doesn't vibe well with me. So that'd be another something like, you know, these are just little things I'd look for um, or I'd listen to, but so that positive mindset, that, that, that team teamwork mentality and how they communicate that, um, you know, how they go about the application process, how creative did they get? Do, how bad did they want the job? Did they just fill out the, they fill out an application because they were filling out 30 a day. Or yeah. did they fill it out because they genuinely wanted the job? Um, and why did they want the job? I, and then um, this is a little bit probably controversial, but I don't want to understand, uh, you know, where they're at in their life, their personal life. And then that would be too critical. But understanding like somebody's married and just had a newborn or somebody's got four kids, uh, that's important because that's going to tell you like, you understand what their work capacity is going to be. Are you allowed to ask those you, questions? I don't know. I'm just... I, well, I thought it's controversial. I think, yeah. I think it's, I think if it comes up in conversation, they well, can then tell that's you that. fine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I don't think, I, yeah, I don't think you can ask that, but I'd like to know that. So I'm going to like, some of these are wishful thinking. Sure. Um, just understand, just to understand them. But uh, again, and then uh, and last but not least, it's like, I'd want another tell them the truth. They need to be, they need to be uh, honest. You know, so you're going to put them through a lie detector. No, no, but, um, again, you can kind of sometimes tell if people are being honest or not, you know, right. You, you can tell if, some, if somebody's full of crap or if somebody's being honest, you can read that pretty well. So my go, uh, honesty's honesty's huge. My go to when, yeah, someone's telling you something that is more so at like a general or broad level is okay. Can you share some examples? And if they can't provide any examples, it's like, eh, seems like a red right. flag, but not always, so these, not always. Yeah. So these are like, I mean, obviously these are like some, some tangible stuff, some intangibles. It's such a nuanced thing. Again, like everything else. Cause, but, um, I mean, I think the number one thing is mindset and attitude. If I had to pick one, yeah, no, I'd I, look for. I like how you dissected that question. The 
intangibles versus the tangibles. I would. Let's hear what you, let's hear how, what would you look for? Like what, is, I mean, like, like you said, like you pose the same question to you. What are you, how are you approaching that? Yeah. So I, I think that I would answer the question maybe a little bit differently in terms of, and again, a lot of it does depend on the situation, the role, et cetera. There's a lot of variables, but I think as you were describing, the intangibles are more important than what meets the eye, meaning, okay, yeah, this person has certificate XYZ, whoop de doo mm-hmm. How do they handle under pressure? What type of character do they possess? You know, are they honest people? Again, if something isn't going right at work, how do they respond to those situations? And these are things that aren't that easy to kind of pick up on, at least not in one meeting. To tease out an interview process, right. Yeah, but that's where, I mean, some of these processes do get a little bit uh, detailed in terms of the number of interviews. And, you know, if you take a potential candidate out to to dinner, and I love reading some stories of, of folks, you know, purposefully telling people like, hey, I have this potential candidate. Please do something and correct with their order on purpose. And they want to see how they react. Like how do they treat, you know, that person because that's how they're going to oh, treat I other like people. That. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't heard anything like that or, or read anything. No, but that's, yeah. No, but that's super slick. Yeah. Little, like, I mean, I love stirring the pot. I love seeing how people react. <laughs> I mean, that's how we are as human beings. You know, we all react differently. I I think some of the most successful people, I'll be careful with the words that I'm choosing here. Like careful. This is is our podcast. (laughs) Well, I know, but still, I, I think some of the most successful people know how to react more times than not. And they stay kind of cool under pressure, even when it doesn't seem like they know what the heck to do. Um, I mean, it's fine to recognize that, Hey, you know, this is my first time dealing with this, but like, you know, they, they seem to find the right way to, to respond versus, you know, freaking out, yelling, screaming. And again, that goes back to that example of, okay, what the heck I ordered, you know, fish, but you gave me steak and I, I can't eat meat. Like, how do you respond? You know, things like that. I love. Um, and then, yeah, Kind of going back that's to little, that's a little that's a little social experiment. Yes, thank you. That's that's the phrase that I was looking for. I love doing like these mental mini social experiments, but I I also like to try to figure out their moral compass to some degree, um, or I would like to. This is a hypothetical. Um, yeah, how do you really measure? As you mentioned, like you want someone that's trustworthy. I mean, yeah, you can sort of pick up on whether or not they're bullshitting with you, but sometimes, you know, some people can get pretty good at, uh, telling a white lie or two, but, you know, going back to like a a social experiment, you could, you know, leave your wallet on the, the table, the desk, as you step out to, you know, go to the bathroom real quick and, and see if, you know, they end up taking the wallet, you know, taking anything out of it, thing, things like that. And I know these are very specific examples, but I guess I'm trying to hit home on, I like to try to figure out more of the intangibles versus the tangibles because you can teach people things over time. But again, going back to, well, it depends. If I need someone that's got a track record of success and I need to pull them in quickly to do X, Y, and Z, then yeah, I'm going to want someone that's got a boatload of experience in whatever that depends said role on- is. It just depends on like, yeah, it's yeah. like the differences. Of, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like an ever changing like thing. Right. But there are like the intangibles and I would agree. I think, I, I, you know, I, I think I would agree that that is the most important thing. Um, obviously there's other important things, but it's like a hierarchy of, you know, a hierarchy of, of needs out of someone that's going to work for you and join your company is definitely the, the intangibles, the attitude, the way they treat others, that sort of thing. Um, I think that's so uh, super interesting. The to- that social experiment aspect. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I just made me think of is like how, and this is. I feel like this is like a not practiced well enough, and maybe I'm wrong, but like 
I don't feel like companies actually call references enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they ask you for references. Mm-hmm. Well, at least so it depends on the job. I mean, I, I wasn't asked for references for the job I have now. Um, but I, you know, I think I would have gone great. They might've, they might've given me more money. <laughs> they would call my references. I think I'd have given them a good one, but I don't, I don't know if enough companies do call references. Um, and, 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 I'm just wondering if like, you know, for me, if that's, that's something I definitely, I think I would do. I think I would, I think I would do now. It just depends on again who I'm hiring and what I know about them. Like if it's a, somebody I don't know well, uh, but like, like, as you know, but a lot of times you get people get hired or moved to jobs where they know a few people there. They've worked with them previously. Some, but if it's somebody like I'm hiring brand new, never met them, you know, never, never crossed paths in the business world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd I'd spend a few extra meetings with them. I'd, I'd, I'd dive in a bit more and talk to some references, but from hiring somebody that, again, that, again, it, it just varies the pace of the role and stuff. And if I'm hiring somebody that I've, you know, I've done a business deal with in the past or has worked, with, worked for me before or worked with me before, I have a lot better understanding of how they're going to deal with stuff anyways. Totally. Yeah. It's such a, yeah, there's, a, there's, I think the intangibles are like the, the, the key there, but, I think it bear it just depends on the situation too. Like anything in life. I know. Like anything. It depends can be the answer, the response to ninety nine percent of things. And then people are like, Well, no, I want a black and white answer. But we can save that for another episode. I know you've hit on it and I have too, uh, in previous conversations, but black and white thinking is somewhat uh dangerous. But sometimes dude, sometimes it is so frustrating when you can't when there is no black and white answer, like there's some stuff in life where you're just like, I do at this point, like, this is one area where like, I, you know, I don't want it to be complicated. Like, right. You want, want a prescriptive answer. Yeah. 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 Like there's art, you know what I mean? And that's like, there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's you know, there's true. A, there's a, but it's, there are a lot of things that just not black and white and you can't make it black and white. Totally. You, know, you knew about it. Yep. I say we save that for another episode. I think we could definitely it, dig deep on that. I think I'm going to noodle on it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. You're incorporating some of my vocabulary and vice versa, you know? Dude, I'm, I'm noodling, bro. I'm about to be on a noodle in the water. Dude, don't rub it I in anymore, you. man. I, I want to be there. Literally about to be swimming with the dolphins. Thanks for the invite. Maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I invited you. Must not have gotten that. Maybe I, I texted your old number or something. Uh, yeah, maybe you sent it to my burner. Yeah. <laughs> no, Did you get your burner from Cricket? I feel like all the Cricket wireless phones like accounts are for burner accounts. <laughs> straight talk wireless. I'm not going to tell straight- you where I got my burner phone from. That would be you got a, a bad you mistake. Got a, Vodafone. <laughs> you buy like the 20. I remember my first phone. It was totally random. I didn't remember my first Do you remember your first phone? Uh, like, yeah, I think I do. Eight, I think it was eighth grade. I think I had a chocolate. An LG chocolate, I think. I got the uh I got the Vodafone, the prepaid minutes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you could like Yeah, I had like twenty five minutes a month. (laughs) (laughs) But you got like it was a minute for every text you sent too. So I was like really cautious. We've come a long way. We've come a long way from those uh, prepaid phones. I mean, yeah, they still exist, but can you imagine still having to pay for every text message or every time you like logged on to the internet? You'd be spending thousands of dollars a month. You remember the first time you were able to browse the yeah. internet on your phone? Like, yeah, that was LG, crazy. I L- Dude, I had the LG Shine. It was like that little phone that like slid and it would look like a mirror. Yep. Remember that? Yep. Dude, that was like the coolest thing. <laughs> The Blackberry people had Blackberry or the Razors. Remember how popular the Razors were? Oh yeah, I do. Oh, I do. I do. Dude, I do. I've gone. I've gone back now, thinking like now. Now you got these iPhones. I we're think, not even old. 
we're not even old. Like we're still young. But dude, that's how quickly things are like progressing in our lot and, and like this day and age. Yeah, the exponential growth in technology is absurd. Yeah, one year of growth like now is like what it would take ten years, you know, twenty years ago, if that makes any sense the way I described it. <laughs> dude, yeah, well they said uh Elon Musk said like it was actually like an interview and he was like what we've accomplished in the past like five years uh-huh. is more is more than we advanced in the hundred years before that. Right. Yeah. Crazy it's stuff. Wild. The future is going to be wild, man. Absolutely wild. <laughs> Dude, it's a wild boy. Wild boy. Well, hey, I think I let you go. Get back out there into the nice sunny weather, the ocean. Kick back, relax. Maybe drink an NA or two. Dude, I already. I was. I was drinking when we were talking. Hey, look at that. Maybe we can get sponsored by those guys. We're looking for our first listen, drink sponsor. Listen, these guys. I'm telling you what. Here's the weird thing, though. And I know we're about to sign off, but I have to say that we're we're never good at signing off. By the way, you know we always say this. <laughs> We're from the we're from the Midwest. That's why. <laughs> um, that's a Midwest thing. The the I I honestly had not had a Budweiser. Like I drink I drink Bud Light and stuff, but I had not had a Budweiser in God knows how long. Mm-hmm. I just I just never drank them. So when I picked up like these Budweiser and like zeros, yeah, I remember like he who we had in our show who ride. Like he's the one that was like, you gotta try these, you gotta try these. Like they're great because he doesn't drink. Uh, and I'm like, okay. He's like, tastes just like a Budweiser. You wouldn't even know it's on a Budweiser. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, just just like a Budweiser. I'm like I don't even remember what a Budweiser tastes like. Right. like. You know what I mean? Like I can't compare it to anything. Mm-hmm. But it's good. I mean, it's good. It tastes like it does taste like a beer, but it's not a beer. Nice. I never enjoyed yeah. the taste really of beer, so I don't care to drink those oh, either. I, see, I love. I loved it. Gotcha. I loved it. But so this is great for me. Well, hey, kick back and enjoy a few more of those. Enjoy your time on vacation. You should not be doing what you're doing right now. But thank you for for jumping on and shooting the shit as always. This was a good episode. Uh, I love it, brother. I love it. Well, guys, Hayden, thanks for setting this up. You rock. You're carrying the load. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you got something out of it. I'm going to get out of here and go lay on the beach and drink my non-alcoholic beers. Enjoy it. Thank you all. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. See ya. Bye.